Unplanned Trek. Yes, welcome to Unplanned Trek. My name is Isaac. Let's get into the show. Again, I am joined by Andrew Hogan. Welcome, Andrew. How are you today? Isaac, mate, I am just, I'm ecstatic because we have just watched, well, a science fiction classic, really. We have Little Green Men. It explains, well, they never say the word Roswell, do they? Or Area 51 or no, anything like no, that. No, nothing like that. But we all know where we are and when we are. This is a, I reckon it's probably, for a lot of fans of Deep Space Nine, probably a top ten episode of... Um, of the series, it, it, it was certainly yeah. it's it's certainly known online as a fan favourite. Yeah, and I was excited when um, this one got randomly picked this week. So the short synopsis: um, we've got Nog has been given a place at Starfleet Academy and is just about to head there. He's selling all his items um, to anyone that will buy them, and um, <laughs> for, for quite s- quite quite disturbingly in one scene. Yes, <laughs> that that will get mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, Quark acquires a ship that was owed to him by someone from years back and he decides that he will christen the the ship by taking Nog... Nog, I get them all confused. Yeah, Nog to the Academy mm. and using that as a way of getting chemosite. Now, it was actually... The ship was given to him by his cousin, Gala, which should have been the clue that they were going to get screwed. Because right. don't accept any gifts from your family members if you're a Ferengi. Right. Oh, I'm glad you added if you're a Ferengi. Because mm, yeah. I have been given gifts from family oh, members. Oh, so before. have I, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, 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 last, <laughs> the, the last shuttle I got, though, was rubbish. Right, yeah. Bloody <laughs> cousins. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, so after, on, on the way to getting to Earth, um, the, um, the three Ferengi men end up in 20th century Earth. They get held captive and experiments are run onto them. To not only find out who they are, but also what they are doing there. It does actually say in its IMDb entry that it is Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. Okay. We do see 1947 on a calendar, I think. Mm. Because calendars are always in the background. But very interestingly, the... um the bad guys, 1947, they, they were, they're still talking about the Russians at, or, already, which I suppose, no, that was. That was the just post-World War Two, the rise of the Soviet yeah. Union, yeah. I was thinking about this during the episode. I thought that maybe Deep Space Nine, when it was created, might not have been as brave as Enterprise when that was created and did a whole Nazi storyline. Oh, um, which, which we've done alien. already. The Stormfront Part 1 episode was, was all Nazis. Nazi aliens. That's right. Whereas this... the, the I think they felt safe saying Russia. They might not have felt safe saying Nazi Germany at this particular time mm. um, when creating the episode. Anyway, they get they get caught. They f- somehow find a way to escape and end up back at the station. And we'll forget about it all by the time of the next episode. It is an episode that is completely of no consequence to the entire show. C- correct. But it's, it's fun. This is an, a, an example of... Probably a, a, a franchise being Lower Decks before Lower Decks. It's just having yes. fun for the audience. And also, I mean, the whole Little Green Men Roswell thing is is really deeply, deeply, you know, um, engraved into the American psyche and mm-hmm. into science fiction in general. Mm. So I thought it was it was really good. That in fact, I was very surprised that Trek had not explored the mm. whole Area 51 Roswell thing before this one. Yeah, that's a good point too. And um, on a selfish note, our country, Australia, got mentioned oh, twice. twice. So we had two cheers here uh, while we were watching the show. Once for the first time it was mentioned. Yay. And the second one for the second time it was mentioned. Yay. Go, you good Aussies. <laughs> Maybe I can work into talking about uh, football team theme songs again. <laughs> or, or not. 
<laughs> All right, well, let's let's explore this episode Is a little bit deeper with our first than Chrysalis? Is it better than Shattered Mirror? Really good news. It's not as bad as Chrysalis. It's a low bar. I've, <laughs> I've said it before. Yeah. Yeah, it's not one that I'm going to be limboing under anytime soon. But uh, <laughs> no, no, this is, this is vastly superior to quite a lot of episodes of Star Trek in general. It is. And to be fair to Chrysalis, I do say all Trek is good Trek. But that one did test that um, line on us. But this episode is good Trek. It is really good Trek. And it was quite hard for me to actually compare it to Shattered Mirror. Shattered Mirror is also having f- having fun with the fans. Mm, oh, yeah. Um, Mirror episodes always are. And you can tell that the actors love not being the nice, clean versions of themselves. Bashir yeah. punching people with long hair. The Intendant. Um, Dax and Cisco being together, things like that. They love the mirror universe, and it was clear that this was fun. The thing that I've got to that I'm kind of measuring it on is that this is a heavy Ferengi episode. Yeah, and I don't think I can have a Ferengi episode as the best one I've watched during this project so far. So I'm leaning more towards of no, it's not as good as Shattered Mirror. Are you on the same boat? Or? Oh, look, I was never particularly into the Ferengi. Mm-hmm. They were the obvious epic fail of Star Trek Next Gen. They were mm. set up in Season 1 to be the big bad mm-hmm. until they realised we have Klingons and Romulans. What Already. on earth are we doing? <laughs> yeah. What on earth are we trying to invent those stupid little yeah. little pygmy dudes with big ears? I was but, surprised they ended up on Deep Space Nine at all, to be honest. But that was their redemption. That was right, their redemption. Okay. Without yeah. Quark, I mean, you know, we literally without Armin Shimmerman, mm. um, he's he he, and who ironically played the first mm. um, yes, he did. Ferengi on Next Gen, but he he realised there is something in these these characters and this culture that could work really well on a show like DS Nine, mm. and I think this is also where DS Nine would was terrific at doing. Season-long arcs, but then these standalone episodes that you could just dip into. Right. And particularly earlier on, like this wouldn't fit in in Season 7 where they're trying to finish all the storylines off. Oh, in, in one go. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But, but, it, but it fits well here. But but I think that also um, I'm not I'm not unhappy about an episode where you've got Quark, Rom and Nog all together in the one place mm-hmm. with because they were, all three actors understood their job so well. Right. Um, the, my little complaint is that um, is that Rom is used far too much as exposition in this show. Mm. It, he's he's like, okay, what do the audience quickly need to know now, so we can just get on to the next scene. Yeah, yeah, true. And oh, and it, it is a Nog heavy episode. That can't be my number one. No. But all, and also this has one of my you know my constant personal complaints about how sometimes time travel in Star Trek is really freaking easy. <laughs> like <laughs> yes. literally, we'll get back, bang, easy, finish episode. So done. we we will apparently fly our shuttle into the mushroom cloud of a nuclear explosion and that will send us to exactly the moment in the future where we need to be where we came from. Mm. I don't know about you, but that seems a little inaccurate. Mm. Yeah, it's just a little bit too narratively, narratively pretty. It's not quite yeah. as it's not quite as much as uh, Star Trek: First Contact. We're going to mm. recreate the chroniton particles that the Borg cube used. Mm. What we can do that? We can, like mm. the, the, the Enterprise E can apparently do that. 
also doing it after they've literally detached the main deflector dish from the ship. <laughs> that would seem to be a tad difficult, but I that's a whole other show, really. It does seem like whenever you need to time travel, you can. You can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you're Kirk, you have to slingshot around a sun. Yes, that's right. Which you can do really easily. Easy. It's Co- it's according to Picard, you do yeah. it. He, he did it heaps of times. He does it for breakfast. Oh, lunch and dinner. <laughs> and he goes back and has breakfast again. The same breakfast. Watches <laughs> himself do it. Oh, I love time travel. All right, let's check out the votes. The Riker Medal. The Riker Medal is one of our favourite medals here, and there was quite a lot happening in this episode. Did you notice that? Uh well, there was a there was a fed, there was a bit of uh, a bit of side eyes looking at people and things. I mean, but there was a clear romance. Yes, yes, in the there, there was. So there's Nurse Garland, and what was the name of um, Jeff Carlson, the um, the character trying very hard to be the cigarette smoking man from X Files. Yes, we both called that while watching it. We're like, it's the cigarette smoking man. Um, yeah, so that they they were obviously getting a, a point each for a bit of romance. There's a long kiss, I think, at one point too. Indeed, yes. So that's obviously getting you points. Um, I'm going to give Garland an extra one. Okay, for playing with Nog's ears. Oh my goodness so me! So Nog gets a point too. She literally. Can you imagine if some time in the future she finds out what she was doing to a teenage boy in front of his dad? In front of his dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. That's a whole next level of embarrassment. Yeah. I speaking of next level of embarrassment, mm. there is also potential here. With your blessing mm. that we could give more Rika medal points here. Oh, absolutely. What did you think of Dog Odo's greeting to Quark? It went on a little long. It was a lingering cuddle. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. No, you're right there. Thinking back to it, I was, I was of course completely distracted by the use of the liquid metal effect that we know they could only use once per episode, and they literally used twice. Maybe three. Possibly. Actually, I yeah. think they might. Could you imagine? Could you imagine Gene having to trot? You know, but. Uh, whoever was running the show at the time, mm. trudging over to CBS saying, oh, just look, uh, we may have blown the budget for the entire rest of the season. Yeah, and future seasons. Yeah, future. We may have to sell some kidneys or something like Lucky that. Lucky they stay on the station most of the time. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, do you think that was Riker Metal or do you think it was just, hey, I'm going to surprise you, I'm not a dog? Oh, I know. I purely, to be quite honest, mm. I think that was a, a limitation of the technology at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than... Riker at his best. It's like it's like remember they they've got a locked off camera doing that mm. shot to, mm. and and they've like they're saying Rene, Rene just stay yep. there don't, yep. move, don't, don't move don't move don't move if you if you move that'll be seventeen more days of CG we have to do <laughs> oh you moved you moved great now right. we're going to start again now we're going to move it to season four <laughs> <laughs> rather than pilot yeah so I think that yeah. was that was more a VFX issue okay so in that case Nurse Garland gets two absolutely Jeff Carlson with like. Most generic name ever. Yep. And sorry to any listeners called Jeff Carlson that, that are listening. But, you know, if you are listening, you, you know that. But like, also oh, you weren't on Deep Space Nine, so mm, that's true. okay. Yeah, and if you were, you got to write a metal point. So Jeff Carlson won, Nog won, and Nurse Garland two. You give me two? Yeah, wish it was two different incidents. Okay, good point. I'll, I'll pay that. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Jean-Luc Picard medal. Engraved after the best captain the fleet has known, Jean-Luc Picard, who just did everything right for all 174 episodes. Oh, it, and, and, and was um, 
rewarded with a robot body. Yeah. Why not? You don't mean Data's body. <laughs> no, but I just think that I think that <laughs> I, I, I think that Picard has fairly ripped off the fact that he did. You know, we're going to create you a a mm. new robot body and cure the genetic disease that's going to kill you, but we're not going to make you any younger. You're still going to be ninety, dude. Yeah, and you know, Q had to age himself rather than de-age Picard, but that will come up, I'm sure, in the future. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I cannot wait. This, yeah. So we've named this medal in in named it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just rewind back to what I was said before. Just listen to that bit again. Yeah, just keep that said, fine. Yeah, it's called the Picard medal because I like Picard. Mm, that, that, yeah. That'll do. Yeah. Don't complicate things. No, like, don't just don't just just settle pedal. That's, That's all right. right. I mean, it was was it not the great. Um, poet and philosopher Avril Lavigne that said, mm. why did you have to go and make things so complicated? Oh, Avril, I know. Yeah. And, and why was she not ever in Star Trek? Yet. Ah, <laughs> you're a philosopher as well. <laughs> so I think I'm doing this one, aren't I? Yes, you are. The positive mm. votes this week. So. Okay, well, the positive votes are really... Uh, look, to be honest, this was fairly straightforward because I was in no way going to give any of these three positives to the three Ferengi. True. In the show, which fairly limited my three possibilities, didn't it? Yes. In fact, probably you're giving votes to people that probably had less than a minute, maybe two minutes of screen time. Not quite. Okay. Not quite. My first one vote, Jeff Carlson. Jeff Carlson. Because, so I don't know any of Connor O'Farrell, the actor's work, apart from this episode, Mm -hmm. but I just love the fact that he would have been given these pages, his script, his agent said, I've got you a... Got your role I've in Star got Trek. You a walker, a guest role in Star Trek. Fantastic, good, good paycheck. Yeah, uh, and he's realised very early. Hang on a minute, I've seen this character before. Right, cigarette smoking man. Yes, because there is a scene he's literally leaning against the wall in the shadows while they're interrogating aliens, and he's smoking. Just fantastic. It's a power move. He's, it is. He's alphaing the aliens. I just like to think that he's come up with that. Right. He didn't have any lines in the scene, at least not mm. until the end. So you so reckon therefore... the director said, you lean up against the always just reckon, no, I know what to do here. I know what to do, yeah, yeah. I've got this. I'm an actor. It's the biggest show in the world was X-Files at the time. Mm-hmm. It was so good. So I, I just thought that was fantastic. I love it. Well done, Jeff. Um, well done. Now, uh, two votes has to be his missus, Nurse Garland. Nurse Garland. Um, she has a lot of really interesting, funny lines in the show. She mm-hmm. interacts with the Ferengi, mm-hmm. as we've already talked about. In uh, she sure did in appropriate and inappropriate ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I hope one day she finds out how that went down. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So she can never, ever, ever tell her grandchildren that story. But I also like the fact that she shed a little bit of Agent Carter about her. Okay. A little bit Elaborate. Of, well, a little bit of sassiness there. A little bit of uh, a little bit of I've clocked what's going on before all these doofus blokes have. Because I had her pegged as Maria von Trapp. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought she was taking everyone for a sing. And you want to get it back to Do Re Mi? I, don't I, you? I, I want to mention Do Re Mi again. You're trying hard. Yeah, I mean it's a similar era. Yeah, like, you know, maybe the, the same decade as the when Trapp? when 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 Quark and the guys were like when they escaped, they didn't get helped by nuns. No, but they were they were getting away from the tyrannical leaders of the of the area. What would have actually been good there is if Odo had have had have transformed into a nun. And stole the distributor cables from their jeeps. Exactly. That would have... I would have allowed that. Yeah. I would I, have allowed that. And the moment he broke into Doro, yeah, I would yeah. have thrown a glass at the TV screen. 
Right, yeah. but you did throw a glass at the TV screen. Whole different reason. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just happy. <laughs> they mentioned you know? Australia twice. They mentioned Australia twice. So I don't chuck a glass, basically <laughs> Thor style. So no, no, she gets two votes because I quite like the character. Excellent. I quite like. But then, from the very moment he walked onto the screen, this was always going to. In fact, from the moment I saw his name in the credits, yes, Charles Napier's General Rex Denning was going to get three votes. General Rex Denning. Now, Charles Napier, for those who don't know, was an ex-US military soldier whose acting career involved playing a US military soldier in almost every role that he played, including an iconic role in Rambo. Rambo right. First Blood Part 2, the best Rambo. Right. The ultimate cool. Rambo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not Rambo Part 6, 7, 8, or mm. however many we got to. Mm. I get them confused with the Rockies. I think they do too. I once watched all six Rocky films in, in, in a row. Right. 13 hours of watching Rocky films. Mm. Right. Don't do it. Don't do it? No, don't. You'd be angry by the It end. wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. They're all the same film. Yeah. Every single film is the same. And the final scene of every Rocky film is the opening scene of the next one, which means you get to watch the ultimate climax of each film twice, except for the last one. When you get to watch it once. You get to watch it once, and unless Sly pops up and makes another one. See, but look, I, and so I'm just, that's a committee service for all you uh, unplanned Trek listeners. Do not watch all six Rocky films in a row. Right. Six, yeah, six is right because you got Rocky one, Rocky, and then you got five, and then you got Balboa. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Then you got Rocky Balboa. Yeah, there is six. Okay, good. Sorry, it really. I had I, I had therapy for months after that, <laughs> um, and given the amount of drugs I'm on, that's amazing. <laughs> so Charles Napier is just one of those journeyman actors who you you see him, you know what you're mm. gonna get. You're going to get an American military leader who hates the Ruskies and hates the communists and he's captured these aliens and he's going to talk like this and he just does it so well. He didn't like Australia being mentioned. No, he didn't like being called Australian. No, he didn't, did he? I just think that he's one of those actors who you know is a a director. He's going to turn up, Mm -hmm. deliver his lines and leave again. One take. Easy yeah. as. Yeah, I don't do second takes. No, I don't do second takes. Yeah. Why? Because I'm not acting. That's just right. playing me. <laughs> this is just me. He essentially played the same character in Austin Powers as he did. He did in ex- episode, exactly he? right. Yeah. He did it. And, and look, you know, I mean, Clint Eastwood's made an entire career yes. of that exact same style of acting. And, and to just... a lesser extent, Hugh Grant's made this, he's made a, a, a long career of playing the same character in his show. I'm not sure whether uh, Hugh Grant's actually acting, though. Yeah. I think well, what he does is called turning up. Yeah, Hugh Grant listens to this. Oh, does he? Sorry yeah. about that. That's enough talk about Hugh Grant, though. Let's just recap. Who are the three, two, and one again? Okay, so so the three, twos, and ones, we had one vote to Jeff Carlson, the cigarette smoking man. Yep. Two votes to Nurse Faith Garland, and three votes to the General Rex Denning. Now, can I just ask, Is was Dax close to getting any points in this episode? Okay, Dax did... One particular thing. In the that, whole episode. That's that, all she did. And that one thing was almost enough to get the three votes. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Now, if you get offered in a jumble sale, yep. in a car boot sale, what is effectively a USB drive mm-hmm. from a teenager that he refers to as something he takes into a room by himself and it involves pleasure. Yeah. She outbid Julian on it. And then gave it to him. That is a sick burn on Julian. It is. Yeah. That is, A, I've got more money than you. 
Right. I'm quicker at buying stuff than you. And, oh, by the way, I really think you need this in mm. your life. Mm. That I, I think if I, was, if I was Julian, I would have given it back to her and say, well, why don't you have a go at it first? Mm. To which, of course, Dax, which rhymes with sax, it doesn't, <laughs> but we'll go with it, would have probably promptly taken it and said, well, I just might. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? If I was doing the positive votes, she'd definitely be in there, but I'm not disagreeing with yours. Because that's what no, we do here on Unplanned Trek. We don't disagree mm. on votes, the votes, the votes. The votes, the votes. Oh, I was surprised, though, that um, <laughs> that young Nog was proudly selling one of his whole sweet yeah. programs. Yes, that, that <laughs> I is mean, an interesting choice. Isn't of... that like the complete opposite of delete your browser history when you're a kid? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's more, hey, this is profit. Like, he so knows that, it's good. So that outweighs... Mm. Yeah, profit it, outweighs reputation. So basically the fact that Bashir will know mm-hmm. his... Dirty, filthy Ferengi mind, not yep. a problem. Not a problem. Because he's fact, stumped up cash for it. Exactly. Yeah. That real, you realise that means he's probably going to make more of it to sell more of it. Well, how do you get through your academy years? Basically, you invent Pornhub in the 24th century. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's canon now. That's canon. <laughs> Just like Klingons <laughs> with two. Give us a call. Give us a call, <laughs> Viacom CBS, because we can sort you out. <laughs> Keiko O'Brien Medal. We've given out the positive points, but now it's time to get my negative pants on. Yeah, get stuck into them. That's right. Now, one point, and this is shared this week, which is the first time I've done that. It's going to Tony Marbury and Jack Trevino. Can you remember seeing them in this episode? Uh, Jack's married. Is he related to Lee Trevino, the famous golfer from the 80s? Unknown. Unknown. Okay, sorry. It doesn't... (laughs) I I just thought maybe there can't be that many Trevinos around, but no, no, I don't recall those two. No, that's because they're not in the episode. They wrote the episode. Okay. You've gone right to the people responsible. That's right. And I haven't done that yet in this podcast. No. Um, in the previous episodes. The reason they get the vote, they share a vote this week, is because they made, in this episode, Rom the smart guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, you mentioned before he had the exposition that he delivered all the way through the episode, that science techno babble that Geordie would do, uh. that you might get Scotty to do. Who else would do stuff like this? I guess just engineers in general. Stamets. Right? Yeah, Stamets would. Uh. Yeah. Now, they're believable mm. when they do the techno babble. I can't buy it at all. <laughs> he invented time travel. Yeah, and he invented how to solve time travel. So at what point in Star Trek have we ever heard that if you just have a random contraband cargo mm-hmm. in your cargo hold You'll get that you're taking somewhere to sell, it's mm. obviously useful stuff, right? Yeah. Good shit. Yeah, chemo site, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> chemo, chemo, chemotherapy, I don't know what it's used for, but the point is if you then fly through a nuclear explosion with that, you can go forward in time. Mm. Controlled. Controlled time travel. To the second. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why they're getting a vote, and I'm, I'm you know, not taking any questions about it. They deserve that vote because 
There's not, it's not believable that he's the smartest character. Would you have been okay if Quark yes. had come up with it? Yep. Because he's devious. Yep. And because Quark is the ultimate survivor. Yes. He gets out of it. Yep. He always, in the end, gets out of it because he's slimy, but he's, he's shifty, but he's clever. I might have even... I might have been all right even if Nog created it. Yeah, good point. Yeah, um, but I just can't buy Rom. Well, I think the problem is that if you're going to write... If Rom is his dumb brother, mm-hmm. got, he's got to stay dumb. Yep, that's right. It's, stay in your lane. Exactly. <laughs> you can't suddenly be a time-travelling scientist. Mm, you can't. And, you're and not a doctor. The fact that he did then go back to the 24th century and never mm. told anybody that he's got this really cool way of time-travelling... Mm, not, no, no. not even Moogie finds out. He could have just sell it. He could have sold that mm, for profit. That's why he's dumb. Okay, I'm up with that. So, sorry, Jack and Tony. Yep, two votes. Jake Sisko. Oh, okay. Now, would this have anything to do with clothing? No. Oh, okay. It's nothing to do with his clothing borrowed directly from the Cosby show. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of Cosby show on yeah. that, that that kid wore. That's right. No, the, my main thing with him is he said when he was saying goodbye to his good friend, all we essentially do is sit here and do nothing. And I'm like, mm. that's your character arc, buddy. Yep. That's, that's you. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I think if you ask Cyril Lofton these days, mm-hmm. he would agree with you. Mm. Yeah. Totally. They didn't... I mean, what, what's he do in Deep Space Nine? He writes, Well, he's, eventually. A, he's allegedly a reporter. Yeah. For who? Yeah, that's right. It, I, I reckon he's... I reckon doesn't he's, the Federation control everything that we watch and see anyway? Well, I think he's, he's, I think he's the equivalent of some person with a blog. Right today, right with a with an maybe with an Instagram that has about ten people following it, or like I don't this know. podcast. Oh, don't don't <laughs> go there. No, no, no. I know what it is. He'd be the bloke still persisting on Tumblr. Oh yeah, or MySpace. Jake so Jake Cisco still on still has a MySpace page. <laughs> That's right. Okay, that that explains a lot about that jumper then. That's, that does. So it's the same year, isn't it? So yeah. two votes for him and three votes. You can probably guess it from where I was going before. It's Rom. Now I had this written very early on in my notes. He paid two bars of gold pressed latinum for oh. some secondhand pajamas from his son. Son who sells dirty porn on the side. Yeah, that's okay. So, oh, now see those two things that yeah. should warn you about the pajamas. Yeah. Now, I've and like you, I've got kids. When they move out, mm. I'm not keeping pajamas. I'm not certainly a. I'm not paying them for it. B. I'm mm. not touching them. Yeah. I might reach into the room with a stick, like mm-hmm. a broom handle mm-hmm. or something, to pick them up maybe and put them straight in the fire. Yep. Yeah. Don't be touching that stuff. Yeah. Um, of all the things to be sentimental about, I was going to say you. I was going to say that you, you. You don't know where that's been, but you do know where it's been. Yeah, we do know where it's been. Oh yeah, it's been on in yeah. the Hollow Suite. Oh, it has been in the Hollow Suite. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, not only that. This uh, is everything else that he does in the episode gets him three points. Oh, um, clearly for being the smartest character in the episode. Like, yeah, suddenly. Yeah, um, yeah. Without any explanation of how he became smart, he, he got juiced up with a bit of Bashir. Did he? A bit of Bashir juice got injected. Yeah, maybe. A bit of augment happiness. Mm. But look, he um, cries out for Moogie as soon as he's interrogated. Oh, he's Moogie. His, um, his son is getting a treatment from Nurse Garland and he's like, hey, how about me? Mm. Like he wants to... That, you, don't, you don't go where your kid's going. Well, Stay like, in your lane. If, think about it. If Rom's uncomfortable mm. at... 
seeing it happening with Nog. Mm-hmm. How do you think Nog's going to go the other way round? Nog's not going to. Do you want to be in the same room as your dad? No. When no. that's going on? If anything, we're going to the academy to get away from for, dad. Oh, clearly. And, yeah. and also, we're now scarred for life anyway. So, like, mm. you know, years of therapy after that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, look, I think I can go with you, mate. Yeah, I, I don't think really there's any contender to not give him three votes. I mean, really, Jake's kind of unlucky to get two, given that he only had a line in the episode. Oh, but the line was the line was prophetic and faithful. <laughs> That's right. Just like this podcast. The best line of the episode. There are a few contenders this week. There were some good lines in this episode. I liked it when Cisco ominously said, "I'm." Essentially, something along the lines of nobody warned Earth that these three Ferengi are coming. Yes. That was cool. We had um, Nurse Garland say to her fiancé, you're not going, in brackets, to Ferengana, and neither am I. Um, Because all the women walk around naked. Apparently they do. Yeah. Um, Did you spot any lines? Not really, not apart from those ones. Um, I, I sort of... The uh, um, Rom's techno babble, I just glazed over. Yeah, um, I just sort of had an out of body experience during that. Yeah, Quark said as well, which I quite liked. Um, There's three of us and millions of gullible humans. I like those odds. I don't. No, but I think he felt that he could make a lot of money in the 20th century which he wouldn't be able to spend in the 24th. Now, I knew I liked Charles Napier for some other reason, and that other reason is I've just scrolled down his little list of um, of credits, and, of course, he did a voice in the cartoon series The Batman. Oh! He was Kilgore Steed in a Season 3 episode. The Batman, uh, 2005 was Season 3, very underrated cartoon, only ran for five seasons, never gets any love right. as far as the um, the voice acting and the the story goes, but it's actually well worth having a check out. Okay, Kilgore Steed. Yes, The Batman. Fantastic. Not to be confused with the Rob Pattinson film that's just come out this year called The, the Batman. Batman. Yeah, not to be confused with the movie from the 80s, Batman. There's no that in front of that. There's no confusion <laughs> Completely there. Completely different movie. Totally different movie. Yeah. Whole different character. Mm. Uh, no, look, I don't think the I don't think the episode was full of, of, of absolute quotable quotes. yeah. I'm probably um, leaning towards Quarks at the moment because the odds weren't in his favour. That's the point of the line. They're completely out of favour, but he still would date those odds. He takes any odds. True. If and he sees an advantage, he'll take it. And he did. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. All right. Well, we have just spun the Dubbo wheel to see what episode we're doing next week. It wasn't quite as fun as when they spin it on Deep Space Nine. Well, I did wear the outfit. That's exactly why. <laughs> All right, well, I'll put something more sensible on and um, I'll be wearing that while I'm watching next week another Voyager episode. Ooh, okay. This one's called Random Thoughts. Can you give me a random thought? Um, Harry's still an ensign. Oh, now, I don't know if that's random. It's not really. It's just more of a constant. (laughs) It's a bit like pi or or Avogadro's constant or I'm trying to think back to my my physics degree. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of the constants of the universe, the speed of light. Yeah. And Harry Kim is an ensign. Okay, I'll give a random thought. Mm. 
there's something in Next Generation called Krieger Waves, which was another way of doing warp travel, maybe without warp engines. Oh, yes, there was, yep. It didn't work. Watched it the other day. Right. Yeah, there was like like a sail, like a sail on, on, on these waves. That, That's right. And it clearly was always going to go wrong. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It went wrong. Mm. They never explored that technology ever again. No, no they didn't try to fix it. And it, and no. it actually, the, if you recall, the ship, it went really fast. That's what it's supposed to do. Like it went really bloody fast. Yeah. The, the Enterprise could barely keep up with it. So and just because it, it failed once doesn't mean we can't fine-tune it. That's my random thought. Do you know what? Starfleet were really good at that. Mm. Try it once, didn't work. No. It's like, Let's just go back to the warp drive. Like, Guess what the biggest one was? What's Data. That? There's, there's, there's one synthetic in the whole universe. One will do. And we, it's really hard to make another one. The bloke who made it's dead. So we're all stupid, mm. apart from Maddox, who is clearly mad, apart from being smart. Mm. And we're just not going to bother to try it. There's some random thoughts. And then Data makes, Data <laughs> makes his daughter lull. Mm-hmm. She doesn't survive because he mucked up a little bit here and there. But does, he, does, does he try again? No. No. He stop. Like One he, go is enough goes. He literally had the pro. He he even says in the episode what he did wrong. No, he even knows why she malfunctions it, at the end. That's not the point. One go is enough goes. If you can't, if you can't succeed first go, then you're never going to. It's burned it. Yeah, that's right. How and that's these, that's Star Trek. How do these guys pass Starfleet Academy? Oh well. That Locano looks after them. I would never have passed university if that was the rule, because I did I did a heap of stuff twice. Yeah, well, I guess it's, you know, good luck to Nog then. Oh, no, Nog's smart. Oh, okay. He's DV <laughs> smart. Unlike his dad. Unlike his dad. Hmm. Well, we'll watch um, Random Thoughts. Feel free to tweet us your random thoughts, and um, we'll, we'll watch that one next week. Stay tuned for that pod. Have a good week, guys. Cheers, mate. It's just not what you'd expect. That's because it's unplanned track. Unplanned.